We are um, nearing the end. We're halfway through. I, I guess that's nearing the end. It's also nearing the beginning. If you look at it, you know, we're halfway through uh, our series in Advent called The Christian New Year. And um, so far, we've, we've talked about um, how Christians uh, in, in a new year should uh, commit themselves for this new year. We've been exploring uh, these commitments. So far, we've looked at a new year of awakening, a new year of anticipation, and today we're going to look at a new year of priority, priority, and how that might involve repentance on our part. Joseph had a dilemma, didn't he? A real dilemma. Can you imagine what Joseph must have felt when he found out that Mary was pregnant? I know how I would have felt if I were Joseph. I would have felt cheated on, right? Now, granted, this was probably an arranged marriage, an arranged betrothal, uh, which in ancient times was much more formal than today. In fact, once betrothed, it took a divorce to end it back then. So there probably weren't the feelings of having been betrayed like there would have been had there been an emotional bond between Mary and Joseph. But still, I'm sure I would have felt some sort of disloyalty. And my inclination as a result would have been to punish Mary make her pay for her indiscretion. But according to scripture, Joseph was a better man than I am. Can you imagine the grace that Joseph must have been willing to give Mary when he assumed the obvious? For a betrothed woman to engage in sexual relations with another man, the Mosaic law demanded death by stoning. If you flip over to Deuteronomy 22, verses 23 and 24, you'll find this. If there is a young woman, a virgin, already engaged to be married, and a man meets her in the town and lies with her, you shall bring both of them to the gate of that town and stone them to death, the young woman because she did not cry for help in the town, and the man because he violated his neighbor's wife. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. His initial assumption, Joseph's, that is, could have been nothing other than that Mary had been unfaithful to him. But instead of retribution, Joseph thought of graciously releasing Mary by divorce, privately. She would still have been pregnant and unmarried and suffer the consequences of that, but at least she wouldn't have been dragged through the embarrassment of a public divorce, or worse, the possible death penalty for her indiscretion. And then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him essentially that Mary had not been unfaithful, that God had planted a child within her, and that God's plan was bigger than Joseph's or Mary's honor. As it often is, God's plan is better than our best laid plans, even our most righteous and honorable plans. Now, Joseph's dilemma was, was a, a doozy, <laughs> to say the least. Our dilemma today is also a doozy. God has blessed us with wonderful minds. We don't even realize how awesome the human mind is. We're told that we don't use even a major portion of our minds as it is. There is so much more than we ever could know, literally. Our minds, they're really good very capable of making wise plans, of structuring our lives in ways that make sense. We can do a pretty good job of planning our steps. And sometimes, sometimes we think our minds are too good 
even better than God's. And so we plan. There's an old proverb that says, people plan and God laughs. God laughs because he can see all of time at once and he knows that our plans are often fruitless. As St. James writes in James 4, verses 13 and 15, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there doing business and making money. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. Now, that doesn't mean we don't plan. It simply means that we should always hedge our plans with the caveat, Lord willing. And it means that we should seek the Lord first and foremost, even above our plans and our desires. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 33, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. People of faith like Joseph should always be ready and willing to bend their plans to God's plan, which requires that we be ready to change directions, doesn't it? Joseph changed his direction at the direction of the angel who invaded his dream. Instead of divorcing Mary, Joseph went ahead with plans to marry her. Now the biblical word for changing direction is repentance. Repentance is understood as a process in which the individual reorients the mind and will away from sin and toward God. Repentance, however, is not just a change in direction in terms of action, but also a change in the orientation of the heart that results from an acknowledgement and a regret over wrongdoing. Who can deny that we are really disoriented right now with COVID, with the, the polarity in our culture, politics, just going about our day-to-day -day lives is disorienting these days. But even more so, we are disoriented away from the gospel. As a culture, we are perhaps as individuals also. We need to reorient ourselves toward God and toward his ways. We need to repent. Like Joseph, who made an abrupt change in his plans to quietly divorce Mary, a noble and kind thing to do, to be sure, but not what God had planned. It seemed right to Joseph, but God had other plans. It wasn't God's best for Mary or for Joseph, or for the entire world, for that matter. But Joseph couldn't have possibly known that, so he acted purely out of trust that God knew what he was doing. He went against his best wisdom and instead chose God's wisdom. As Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.25, for God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Now, how do we make God's plan our priority? Because that's what we're talking about today, priority. We're talking about how to set God's plan as our priority. The Advent call on our lives is to do that, to make God's plan our priority. Notice that I didn't say one of our priorities, because we can really only have one priority. Prior means one, or first, foremost, it's like those who claim to be able to have more than one best friend, you know? I have this ongoing argument with someone who insists that she can have multiple best friends. But the word best 
means the top, better than all the rest. So you can have multiple great friends, you can have multiple good friends, but you can only have one best friend. So too, we can only have one priority. And to say top priority is redundant. And that priority for followers of Jesus must be God's plan. The priority of God's plan has to supersede everything else. Our own plans, the plans of others, what the government says should be our plans, even what the church says our plans should be. God's plans must take the first place in our lives. Now, I know if you're like me, you think back to before COVID and you think your life was awesome back then, before COVID, right? No matter how great we imagine our lives were before COVID hit, we need to pause in our plan making and consider that perhaps God has something even better planned for us. That when COVID is resolved, more or less, maybe God has in mind something else than going back to normal. Perhaps after the results of this past election are settled, God has plans for you and me that supersede our assumptions and contingencies. As J.D. Walt wrote in our devotions this week, repent means reorienting our highest aspirations toward the best thing imaginable. Repent means reorienting our highest aspirations toward the best thing imaginable. In other words, instead of saying, in 2021, I'm going to do thus and so, perhaps our posture should be, in 2021, I'm going to listen to God and do what he has in mind for me. Now, I know that we say this kind of thing all the time, but I'm thinking we need to really, really do it. Not assuming that our best laid plans are the same as God's plans, because that's what we do don't we? We assume that if we plan effectively and if we plan reasonably and with wisdom, that that will be the same as God's plans. Joseph found out that wasn't necessarily the case. Joseph found out that God may have something completely different in mind for us. What if waiting and awakening means changing directions, repenting, and reorienting? What if it means changing our priority? And are you willing to do that? That's the question that we need to answer for ourselves. Next week, we'll conclude our Advent series on the Christian New Year with a message on a new year of faith. I want you to read Luke 1, 26 through 38 in preparation for next week. Luke 1, 26 through 38, and we'll continue our series and we'll conclude it next week, the Christian New Year.